0: Hello, everyone, and a very pleasant day wherever you may be. We thank you for joining us for the inaugural episode of the Ride at the Pine podcast, a podcast for the average Cubs fan, for the average baseball fan, for the average human. My name is Steven. I'm going to be one of your hosts. Joining me is Alex and Matt. Guys, take it away.
1: Hey guys, my name is Alex, O oh, Nico underscore Suzuki underscore RTP on Twitter if you
0: want to give me a follow. What's up,
2: guys? I'm Mike. Find me on Twitter at Deep Draft Sports.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Go Cubs49. Uh, great. Thank you to Alex for specifying those underscores. Uh, the agenda for our inaugural episode today we're going to be recapping the last homestand for the Cubs and we're going to be breaking down this upcoming final stretch. A key 12 games as the Cubs enter the home stretch. Um, We're going to be making some lineups. We're going to be having some fun. And we're going to be asking the important question, which Cardinals jersey is Alex suiting up tomorrow against the Milwaukee Brewers? (laughs) So without further ado, let's start by recapping this homestand. So in case you guys haven't been watching, the Cubs uh, came into Wrigley Field, their last stretch at Wrigley this year facing the pirates and the rockies two teams under 500 the pirates about 10 games under the rockies way more (laughs) and they end up going four and two um they lost the series to pittsburgh but they did sweep colorado um a very 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 big series of wins um that ultimately gets them on gets them on the above 500 on the homestand and going into these next six games with a little more confidence. Uh, what, have you got, what did you guys see over the last six games? Um, anything you want to share?
2: Well, yeah. I thought that first series was a little rough outside of the first game, but the bats kind of exploded in the first game and in the next two. Was, I, a lot of people were blaming the offense, but I think it was more of a pitching thing from my point of view. I mean, the bats were. They scored seven runs on Wednesday, and – they scored six on Thursday, so I don't think that was the issue.
1: It definitely was on the pitching. I mean, I think it was the second game against Pittsburgh. Was it the second or third game against Pittsburgh where Julian Merriweather gave up that three-run homel?
0: It was the third one. That was the third one.
1: Okay, third one. And mm-hmm. then, of course, Swanson comes in bottom of the ninth, hits us two-run homel. And then, yeah, like, that was have won especially... us the game. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, the tease. Like
1: it's the like the pitching has been a big issue.
0: I totally agree. Like what no, can you ahead, do? Alice. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um I was noticing that too. I feel like people were uh, a little bit ants about the offense, which is understandable. They did wait a while to get a big rally going. That first game they were pretty consistently producing. Uh, that second game was – they were down, um, I think, by seven runs early, and then they mounted a bit of a comeback. I think they scored seven. But uh, they, they came out on the upside. Um, overall, I think they scored 27 runs in those three games, which is very productive. If you score 27 runs in 27 innings, I mean, nine, nine opposing ERA. But they still mm-hmm. uh, lost the series, obviously, um, due to, in part, as Alex was saying, that bad bullpen. Guys, if I had to ask, what do we think is the problem with the bullpen? Is it injuries? Is everyone just tired? I, I what What are we thinking?
2: I think it's majority fatigue. I mean, it's been a good bullpen most of the season. I think it's been an underrated part of the team. It's just, it's wearing I, down.
1: I definitely think it's part of the lack of arms because you had Box Bogle go down, you had Hughes go down, Estrada wasn't good, Keegan Thompson was... Out with whatever he was dealing with, which that never came apart like it never, like he just couldn't throw hard anymore or could locate. And a lot of bad things have went wrong, but also a lot of things seem to be above average because you got a good season out Meriwether, you fixed him, you got Alzalea as the closer of the future, looks like, but now he's out was out. He was a bad, he, he was a bad addition at the first month or two, and turned it around.
0: And now he's out
1: for like I think the rest of the season until the playoffs if they do make it. And I mean, is there anyone else that
0: Little's been no, a I really good you. get? I think
2: you covered it.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, exactly. Um, I think, yeah, definitely the the back end going down has been a little bit rough. Uh Leiter has been a little bit a little bit more hit or miss uh over the last over his last few games. Alzheimer like going down, obviously. Um, and then Meriwether had that rough game against Pittsburgh. Merriweather's yeah. been used a lot this year. Yeah, like with Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean I again I'm not uh, not a trainer or anything, but definitely not hard to surmise given I mean career high in innings. Uh, he actually has the second most strikeouts of any National League relief pitcher, which a is a testament to how many strikeout to how good he is at getting strikeouts, but is also a testament to how many innings he's pitched this year. Like he has been their their guy in at the beginning of the year in a lot of these mop up situations. Then he came in as a leverage arm. Now he's closing. Um, he they they've the he's been asked to do a lot by Ross hundred percent, but um, yeah, I think. That last game against Colorado, we saw a different back end. The Cubs were only the Cubs only won that game by one run, and it was close in the ninth inning, especially. They went Palencia, Quas, and Merriweather, and neither of them gave up a run, which was huge. That basically won them the game. Uh, What do you guys think of that back end specifically, or just, I guess, Quas or Palencia in general? could you see them stepping up as leverage arms or do you think against uh, two offenses like Atlanta and Milwaukee with how hot they are? Um, are you a little bit more apprehensive?
2: I'm definitely apprehensive with it. I mean, I think they got good stuff, but they're both so inexperienced, especially in big situations like that. I just think it's going to be a little bit of trouble for us, but I hope I'm wrong.
1: I I think, I think, I think Palencia is going to step up because I, Like I've, like I've I've seen a bunch of Cub fan, well some Cub fans saying about how he steps up in those high leverage situations, like he doesn't let the he doesn't just flame out in those high pressure situations.
2: That is true.
1: And Cross, if his control is there, what like one of the like probably top three bullpen arms in the Cubs bullpen. But if his control is off, it's he's got to be walking a lot of people and probably hitting them as well, which could be a big issue. And he's also technically – isn't he a rookie this year or two?
0: I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. I'd have to double-check that, though. Yeah. I, I, think so, I mean, lot, he's got
1: experience.
2: I think a lot mm-hmm. of – like about what I was saying earlier about the fatigue – I think it, as great as our pitching infrastructure is looking, and with all the good young homegrown talent we have, a lot of the issue this season is going to be with fatigue. is because none of these guys have thrown this many innings before. I mean, they've all stepped into roles that are not like Justin Steele, Alzolay, Merriweather. None of these guys have really thrown th- this many innings, especially in their role before. So I think that's kind of the the issue right now.
0: I agree. Um, I think if you've look, I think if we look at the story of September two. 2- Um, Again, I do not remember the exact first game they played in September, but this, like, looking for um, bigger spots out of guys like Palencia, guys like Quas, and then in the rotation out of guys like Assad, integrating Strowman back, it's been a story for the last month. And yet, despite that, the Cubs have still fared pretty decently in uh, earned run average in September. Their pitching stats are still pretty solid. Um, Do you guys see that as a sign of confidence? Are you surprised by that at all? Uh, that their ERA is uh, it, it, to be exact, it's four point oh eight. I don't want to lie, four point mean, oh eight in the month play. of September. That'll which play. is about league average.
2: Yeah. What Do you think I Alex?
1: would? I would say it's pretty. It play honestly, and it'll put us. I mean, it'll put us up some, and help us in the rough stretch in this next six games against Atlanta, and Milwaukee. Granted they both have Atlanta's bullpen is hit or miss and the starting rotation is really it's a bunch really we're avoiding three guys. Yeah. Strider, Freed, and Morton. Thank God.
2: We can get into that later, but I, I wanna say I, I'm really excited about the, the matchups we're gonna face in that series, even though it is the Braves.
0: Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be that that could be could be a difference maker for sure. Cause the blade the the Braves, the Braves are not playing for anything specifically. Uh they've already clinched the NL East. I don't know if they've clinched the best record. I guess they're still uh I guess they're still trying to clinch that one seed maybe. But um yeah, no, definitely the Cubs are are not gonna have to face uh a Strider or Freed, which which is big. They've managed to avoid Strider the whole season too, which is also big, let's be frank yeah. here. Um, I don't think anyone wants to see their team face Spencer Strider. No. Even though his ERA this year has been a little bit suboptimal compared to his numbers last year, he's still he, – he's an absolute beast.
2: He's not the type of guy the Cubs usually hit very well either.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's – like, yeah, the Cubs have struggled against four-seamers. I do think um, if you look at a lot of their lineups they're playing now, I think it it's actually a little bit of a an overblown – concern um, I think the way they're formatting it uh, I, I still think it's being like the overall numbers against four seamers this year are, are still hurt by uh, how many how much playing time they've given um, like Mancini, Hosmer, Wisdom guys who struggled against the pitch this year uh, it, it still kind of shines through I think overall in the lineup though they have a, a prolific number of fastball hitters uh, Dansby, Sayah, uh Horner, um, Madrigal when he was healthy was there uh, even Morell, I think, has got some good slug against fastballs. Uh, it, it's def- It definitely would have been doable, and I hate to really get off topic, but uh, that has been a talking point a little bit in September is how well the Cubs have been able to hit forcing fastballs. That cool. was like a big talking point I remember against Arizona, I think, with uh, with their three starters all upping their fastball usage against the Cubs.
1: Well, yeah. doesn't say Suzuki have a negative
0: run value on, fast, on forcing fastballs? He does, but his his like uh, his average slug and woba are all pretty solid against. Right. Um, I think his woba is like three seventy. Run differential is a bit of a weird stat for fastball or yeah. uh, for, uh, by pitch because a uh, prone to small samples. So if you strike out with the bases loaded, you know that's that's a tank that's tanking the run differential or taking the run value. Um, but at the same time, like it, it's still possible to be good against fastballs without a good run differential. Um, it just depends on like what I was saying, how the cookie crumbles in big spots or how they add up in little spots. Uh, if you keep shrinking the sample a to one season and then to one pitch in one season that it, it can really, it still shows who hits fastballs well, but it can be prone to some of those little errors when you get into the margins, like with Sayah, I think. Yeah. So um, I was so to... oh, oh, no, go ahead, Matt.
2: Something I wanted to say is I see way too many people, especially on Twitter, complaining about this offense. Whenever you look at runs per game, as you 100%. mentioned earlier this week, this team's averaging more runs per game than the 2016 Cubs did.
0: That absolutely
2: like shocked we, me. We are not we're taking for granted how good this offense is. I mean, it's six, seven, eight hitters deep that are all you trust in a big situation.
1: 100%. but don't we all, Don't we get Candelario back for the series?
0: That would be big. Um, I think they said Milwaukee, right? That's the plan right now for him? Or is that like Is it Alex, Milwaukee?
1: Right?
0: I thought no, that was Alderweire. Sure. You, you could be right, Alex. I'm going to be honest. I'm not 100% sure. Up.
1: Yeah. But I haven't heard, has there been any kind of reports about
0: Candelario at all?
2: So he, he did. He
0: was current taking current some or... baseball activities, uh, like they announced before the last game against Colorado. I think the plan is getting back before the end of the year, but they did say like it was like overall he's his has been progressing a little slower than they would have hoped. He's eligible Paulie,
2: to return. He's eligible to return Tuesday, but they're not sure. If...
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. That'd be another big add to the lineup. But no, it's Lord. been it's been solid, honestly. Like it, especially this month, it's been really decent. Um, but no. overall, like. We went from, at the beginning of the year, looking at this team saying, okay, if this team's going to make a run, the pitching is going to have to step up. And now we're looking at it like this team's thinking this team might make a run because the offense is stepping up. Like, total flip.
2: I wanted to also point out, we've gone from 22nd last season to 7th in runs per game. That jump is, I believe, astronomical in the entire
0: league. I mean, due in large part to – oh, sorry, Alex. Go
1: ahead. It's definitely – and Bellinger's resurgence. I mean, those well, two have stepped go, too,
0: up but... big. Took the words right Belling- out of my mouth, right
1: there. Bellinger has kind of slowed down after the deadline slightly, but then, like, say, got up running away, away-, away with it because he's got, like, the third highest slug since August 1st, mm-hmm. I think, in the majors behind Benz yes, and... I
0: don't even know who else it was. So, yes, I think, to be wrong. yeah, thank God. I think if you look at, like, if you really examine, I mean, it's hard to really take a deep dive into team runs per game, but, I mean, if you think about it, like, this year, uh, the number of non-competitive players in the lineup has greatly decreased, and I mean, that is no offense to P.J. Higgins or Andrelton Simmons, but I mean, I'm just being honest here. If we look at, like, the eight, and nine hole hitters in the lineup, especially now, there's still guys that are giving you competitive at-bats. There's still guys who are at least providing good defense. Like, they're your prototypical eight or nine hitters. Uh, you're not putting a guy, like, fifth when he should be batting way lower, if even with the team at all. Like, they have – they've had way more answers to uh, th- their holes or their offensive holes that they – Figured would open up um, at the beginning of the season than they did last year, which uh, ha- has been huge. One hundred percent. Especially Talkman.
1: Yeah, yeah. No one, no one ever wants to talk about uh, Patrick Wisdom so far. I think he's got Patrick, uh, yeah. one one sixty two WRC plus batting two sixty two or something.
0: Since is that since uh, like the All Star break?
1: Uh, yeah, middle of July. Of course, that was, like, yeah. in a small sample size, which was, like, I think 64 plate appearances. But, I mean, he's mm-hmm. succeeding with the matchups, obviously.
0: 100%. I do mean, I do, do kind of wonder. No, go ahead, Alex.
1: He's got, a, I think, 1050 OPS as well on that stretch.
0: I mean, yeah. Video game numbers, 100%. I think yeah. – um, it, I know a lot of Cubs fans love the hark on and I hate like entertaining these points when they say when they really deep dive into matchups. I think it's for some uh things it's relevant like against certain pitches and stuff like that. but like when like with wisdom it really seems to be paying off. like you see, um he's been really good this year against sinkers and changeups. so they get a sinker and changeup guy in the bump, like tie block and he's in the lineup and he cranks a 430 foot shot. Like, whenever they play him, it seems to be either against lefties or against lefties who uh, don't necessarily have, like, great fastballs or such. And, I mean, it's paying off, even though his defense has been kind of subpar the last two years. They still don't really have, like, a great position for him. Again, like we talk about, it's Wisdom is a guy who last year for the Cubs, um, you saw him batting a lot higher in the order. Now he's a guy that's batting seventh or eighth for you. Um, he's a huge power bat at the bottom of the lineup that can make some noise if the top of the guys can't get it done. It's just keeping the line moving. That's really what it is, having innings where no matter what, you know you have a chance to score.
2: Yeah, and if it's not a good matchup for him, you play magical if he's healthy.
0: Exactly. And then Master Boney now, um, which has been even better as a platoon because Ross loves ready lefties, and uh, Master Boney fills in, fits in as a lefty. Yep.
1: All right. I like will say one missed. good thing about Ross and it's about he of course people talk about like fatiguing the players and like mm-hmm. of course we are seeing with Dansby he's yeah he can play 162 games a year because he's done it in Atlanta, whatever. But he's fatigued, honestly. A little like you can see it. Some kind of mental errors, some just Doesn't look all the way there, but also, like, Ross can rotate these players out, rotates Talkman and then with, and if he gets on base in, like, the fifth or sixth inning, he'll pitch run PCA for him, and then PCA stays in the game. Like, he gives guys rests. Like, mm. he's pretty good at that with the regular I the guys.
2: Issue, I think the issue is, like, I get what you're saying, but he can't – it's a pretty big loss to give Swanson a rest in this big playoff push. Like, I know you could put Nico at short, but I don't know. I just think it's – at this point, he's got to ride out with what you got and accept I think
0: the I think Tua Cubs fans don't give um, give enough – or just don't think about it enough. As, as good as Swanson's been this year, you know, he – I mean, he's obviously not going to have two errors playing – Thousand innings at shortstop, you know. There's going to be some plays that he he whiffs on. All great defenders do. Um, I, I again, it's it's challenging for me to say it's the product of fatigue as much as it is either some regression to the mean or just in general, you know, the play just doesn't go your way, getting unfriendly bounce, what have you.
2: Yeah, to get that. Yeah, that's
0: that's honestly true. I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, I, I it, again, it's hard to say. Um, I know a lot of people have their own theories with, with, with this stuff and again, power to the people, but you're asking me for my two cents. That's what I'd give you. Mm. Um, yeah. hundred percent. I was going to say, I hate to tie this all the way back 10 minutes ago, but I was going to say regarding the bullpen, um, we're kind of jumping around talking about our September cubbies, but I think if we are, we're in the position of uh, we're not competitive, either we're eliminated or we have almost no chance to make the playoffs. I think we're looking at this bullpen as, okay, which of these guys is going to be where we're looking towards next year. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Which of these guys could be making some noise in spring training, which of these guys could be candidates for the back end of the road of the bullpen immediately. Kind of like what we were doing last year with Al's I think, and lighter in a sense, Um but 13. now I, I think you have the advantage slash disadvantage. It's certainly a lot more pressure on these guys to perform. I think if if the Cubs are not competitive and they're playing that third game against the Rockies, I think a lot of Cubs fans are happy that Ross puts Palencia in there in the seventh and Kwas in there in the eighth, whereas now they're a little bit more apprehensive about it.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Are you talking more of like Palencia or Kuas can become one of the guys next year is that what you're thinking like how else yeah go I think like here? Cubs
0: fans would be thinking more about like their potential as guys to step up and high leverage next year as like consistent weapons not like guys you'd play if, if you're lost for arms and stuff like that
2: yeah the, the playoff race being in a playoff race is definitely kind of skewing everyone's view of next year right now I think yeah like in a normal like in a normal last two Cubs years all we'd be thinking about is what can who can be what next year but I think most Mm -hmm. of Andrew is worried about the right now, which is Mm -hmm. respectable.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, like we're talking about like potential and like uh, development kind of thing. I mean, this is kind of a developing point for both of those kind of guys because they're in high leverage situations almost every game that they step into because easily they can blow it. They have. To play to win instead of like the last two years, like we said, like we were trying to tank or just trying to see what could become net what uh, what the players could be like next year and build off of that. But, uh, yeah. like, I think Valencia actually steps up. In a bigger role next year, I think Cross stays steps up a little bit. I think it's gonna take him one more year, but that's what I personally think. Just because we've seen Valencia step up in a huge leverage situation types of games.
0: Yeah, I hate to jump the gun like talking about this because I feel like this is gonna be a really entertaining conversation down the road in the off season. But I'm just thinking about what we were seeing out of like al last year and what we're seeing out of Quas this year or like Palencia, whoever you want to put it. Like a guy who doesn't have that much experience is now pitching kind of more high leverage at the big league level. Um, Whereas last year we were viewing it from the lens of, okay, could this be a guy next year? Now we're viewing this as can this guy, can he be a guy right now? Um, but both these situations are applicable. Uh, obviously, you want, you hope that Quas, with a full season of the Cubs' pitching infrastructure, can really settle into his groove, or just um, with a full season, uh, yeah, just a full season in a Cubs uniform. Um, see how he performs with that. Same with Polencia. Uh, now he's gonna have a full season on the full offseason on the forty-man roster. Um, it, I can go on and on with all these names, really. But I, I just think it's interesting um, thinking about that dynamic where where the developmental lens is still there. It's just not the focal point because of where the Cubs are right now. I think that's going to make for a very interesting conversation come uh, December and beyond. I don't know. I hate to ramble on, but I hope, I hope I'm being kind of coherent here. If you guys are, uh, (laughs) if you guys are confused. Yeah, Yeah, please, please, please please whack me on that.
2: It'll it'll definitely be interesting next year, how the bullpen plays. I think there's a, a world where we don't need to bring in more than, like, one reliever in the offseason because I feel like the bullpen can be so deep next year. I mean, you got Palencia, Kouas, Merriweather, Auzelay, and then maybe Assad, Wesneski. Who am I missing?
0: lighter still Keegan, under control next year. Lighter,
2: I mean, there's so many guys. Like, I feel like you have to move on from a couple guys if you're going to bring people in. You know what I mean?
0: I, I mean? I totally agree. I
1: mean, you have a lot of the I mean, you could. I, I mean, if I mean, you could also have Ben Brown too in yeah, the bullpen. I think, I think maybe if he doesn't
2: get one, we bring in one lefty guy, and then the rest just let the infrastructure play out. Because I really like what we saw this year at the bullpen.
0: Yeah. No, hundred percent. And like I said, I don't want to like steal a conversation in the future. I, I just think it's, I, I just was, I just think it's a really, really interesting observation. And of yeah. course, knowing us, we're going to have endless things to say about a ton of free agents and trade candidates mm-hmm. uh, come winter. Well, plus you also
1: got to include Smiley in the bullpen too.
0: There you go. That too. That too. Okay. I mean, you, you. I mean, if you guys know us um, we could go on and on about every player on the Cubs 40 man roster. We could probably have another podcast devoted to giving a, a half hour bio to each of them. Um, mm-hmm. So we won't try to bore you with that too much, but you know, we always try to nerd out when we can. Ain't that right? Yeah. Yep. Damn straight Um, guys. I, I'm I, I wanted to talk about the, the lineups, which has been, always a contentious point among cubs fans uh that's where we got the the name ride the pine was because alex was complaining about the lineups uh one of his favorite things to do on twitter um but like we we're talking, what we've been talking about you know they, this offense has better runs per game than they did in 2016 they're hot in september what are we thinking about the lineups are obviously they're working um do you do you think there's still things to change? If so, what? Uh, is there anything that irks you? I'm just kind of throwing oh, this out in the abyss. Oh, here we one. go.
2: I have one major thing I've been complaining about all week is why is Danby Swanson hitting above Seiya Suzuki right now? Would you like to – do you have anything, Steven?
0: Yeah, that seems – that that seemed to be a, um, just, just kind of something that stayed from earlier in the year. Swanson's usually been above Seiya. I think Ross – like he he switched them. I think Say was batting above Swanson, at least in the latter two games against Colorado. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's definitely he, he's definitely paying attention to Say's hot streak. I think that's just a matter of again how we formatted the lineup throughout the whole season, and then balancing that with who's hot right now, who's maybe average slash cold slash whatever, you know.
2: Yeah, and then the the one other thing I had is I think Hap and Nico one two would be much better than two three. I feel, I feel like they're both great leadoff options with their high OBP's, but I just think both of them one two at the top is better than them than having a. I mean, Talkman's been great leadoff, but would you rather have Ian Hap to get on base or Mike Talkman? I'm taking Hap. Uh, I
0: feel that.
1: I, I would definitely say Ian, then have Talkman at the nine hole because that's like your second leadoff hitter technically. Yeah. And of course, there's yeah, of course, there's only one leadoff hitter every game that first guy steps up to the plate, whatever. So it doesn't matter after the first inning. Is what yeah. I've always been told from certain people. It's like, I mean, I guess, but I mean, if Ian Happ doesn't feel comfortable at first, stick with Talkman. But mm-hmm. if Ian Happ's perfectly fine with it because he did play at leadoff. One time this year already. and That was a week ago, week and a half ago.
0: <laughs> Alex, remember, remember when we were looking at Ian Happ's Cubs games where Ian Happ wasn't batting, uh, wasn't batting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so that was hysterical. they were, Dude, they were like, <laughs> they were like on a 110 win pace though. That's true. I'm not gonna lie, I had I had to relinquish that one. That was that was a rare that was a rare L on my part.
2: And if you if you viewers don't know, Alex has a vendetta against Ian Happ. So when you say anything
0: good about him, yes, it. a Vendetta against half the roster, though. <laughs> Always one of the more prominent ones. The biggest, I think.
2: <laughs> After random
0: work. Oh um, yeah. Dude, don't even get me started on we, that, man. We that want, was we crazy. Get into that one. Yeah, that that's a conversation for another podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we I, I just want to hark back before we get way too off topic. Uh what you were saying about like horner batting second, half batting third. I know with Horner batting second, um, I like Horner. I like both of them as leadoff options 100%. Horner batting second feels like um, a hit and run thing. I know the Cubs love to do hit and runs, especially with like Talkman in the leadoff spot. He walks a ton. That's his best skill. Uh, You get behind him and then you could have him run with Horner. Uh, The the reason I say that um, seems to, I mean, last year, if you look at their opening day lineup, and again, not a very great lineup in 2022. But on opening day against Corbin Burns, Nick Madrigal was batting second, which if that isn't damning, you know, there you go. It it definitely seems like Ross is just trying to wreak havoc with a lot of these guys' bats, uh, create some weird positioning, uh, create holes where the shift may close them, just stuff like that.
1: Well, well, can we talk about like the whole entire like uh, stealing bases with this team? Like you have, Ian, have I? Isn't Ian have close to 20 stolen bases this year?
0: Is Cody he? Really?
1: Yeah, he's got like
0: 15, I feel like. I, hold on, I'm looking this up right now. It's double or digits, I think.
2: If you predicted yeah. going into the year that Nico would steal 40 bases, you got a crystal ball.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. damn right.
2: I Cody Bellinger know. having a
1: 20 20 season.
2: Like, I mean, there's been so much go right for this team. If they don't make the playoffs, like, I know we weren't expected to, but it's just. It would be depressing.
0: It's a little sour, but I think you can also look at it from an encouraging lens that, like, 100%. a the players they got, like, obviously Cody Bellinger was good before he was with the Cubs, and the Cubs, you know, they might have done what they did to help him revive that. But I think this is a um, praise for their development staff for their coaches that, like, hey, what we're doing here, like, it's you know, there's there's something to this. Like, don't 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 uh, count us out or something like that.
1: Oh, 100. You have. Has 14 stolen bases this
0: year. I mean, 14 more than I would have expected. <laughs> I mean, they've had Wait, a lot many, of uh, double steals. How many caught stealing? How, how many times have you been caught stealing, Alex?
1: Um, I would probably guess like two or three. Hang on. All right. Um, right. Two or three Steady. would be really good, though. I think it's two or three. I'm pretty sure. Hold on, I'm
0: pulling it up. It's three. Damn, fourteen for seventeen. That's a good success rate. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, the average success rate I think now is like probably around eighty percent, which is really high. But I mean, hey, Ian Happ is not known for his speed, but the guy can like I can still swipe some.
1: Like, can we also talk about how this team, like, how many uh, how many twenty plus home run hitters do they have on this team right now?
0: Six, right? Six or seven? Yeah. Set there, five, yeah. five or six, I think. Morrell, Kendall,
2: Swanson. Bellinger, is Hap?
0: Hap is nineteen. He's, He's right. right. He's yeah. almost there. Wisdom, wisdom.
1: wisdom. So there's Morrell, wisdom, Bellinger, Swanson, Seah, Uh Like that? Morrell. Like, the, the story. It like... So there's seven. There's going to be yeah. seven of,
0: of them. I mean, like, I think that's just the story of the team. If we think about, like, I think people would be surprised at the level of production or the quality of some of these offensive players. They have five different hitters with a war or fangraphs war over three. Four or three of them have a fangraphs war over four. Like, that's That's really, really good. And I think, I don't know, maybe Cubs fans just kind of got used to the lineup that they were trying out before. Maybe they still don't think it's that different. But, like, that's really, really good production. I think it would surprise a lot of people. It certainly surprises me, honestly, and I'm, I feel like I'm the resident nerd here.
1: And then if you really want to go about it, Nico Hono almost has 10 home runs as well. I mean, he's at nine. There you go. I expect 10 home runs by the end of the year. I mean, that's wishful thinking on my end. But Gomes, I mean, also has nine, I think.
0: Yeah. He's Paul right off. Here.
1: Like, I I mean, playing really great defense. I mean, Bellinger, Swanson, Nico up the middle. Like, I mean, even PCA at center field. I mean, that's just elite territory. Like, no ball is getting through, really.
2: If you look at this lineup, one through nine, how many lineups are you taking over? Like, obviously the Braves. That's and a
0: really think, good question. And
2: you're taking the Dodgers. But if you compare the Cubs 6-9 through nine to the Dodgers, you're taking the Cubs 100%, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think the Cubs are in that conversation, at least a lot more than people would think. For, uh, for I don't want to denigrate many, any other lineup, but yeah, it, lineup it is really be, strong.
1: It, it would yeah. definitely be top six, I feel like. Top five, top six. Be behind um, I mean, the Astros, because the Astros are always insane.
0: Dodgers, yeah, Astros, offense Rangers,
1: really even Braves to be are uh, insane. Yeah, if,
0: if we want to get analytical about it, uh, the Cubs' team Fangraphs WAR is ninth in the league, uh, behind Toronto, and in, in order from eight to one: Toronto, Seattle, San Diego, Houston, Tampa, Dodgers, Rangers, and then of course the Braves.
1: Yeah, Tampa's yeah. always there.
2: I think pre- yeah, Tampa is really good. I think pre jailed Wander Franco, like with the Rays lineup, they might have had the
0: deepest lineup. Yeah, it, it, it they they have so many prospects coming up, so much talent already. Like it, like Luke it's just
2: Rayleigh, crazy, Ivic Paredes. Like these guys are having monster years, and no one talks about it.
0: I know. Well, because they, because it's like you can only focus on one rate at time, and there's always at least three guys yeah. breaking out every Yandy game.
1: Yandy Diaz, Junior Caminero. Yeah.
0: They're loaded. I
2: mean,
1: uh, basabi They, they,
2: they're barely gonna miss Wander Franco.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, Junior Caminero is like replacing Franco. It's insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it, it's a hell of a group. But like, I'm looking at, or sorry, go ahead, Alex. Well, like
1: this this Cubs team could be like we're, we're filling in a bunch of like we have had injuries throughout the whole entire season, and we've just shuffled through people. It's pretty remarkable because we've never had this much depth since when? 2016?
0: 16, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their offense this year compared to last year. In less games, 30 more home runs, 100 more RBIs, uh, 140 more runs. A higher walk percentage, a lower strikeout percentage, a higher isolated power, a higher batting average, a higher on-base percentage, a higher slugging percentage, a higher offensive value, a higher base running runs, a, a better defensive value. I mean, across the board. And if you really think about it, I mean, a focus of the offseason was on offense. But look at Hosmer, look at Mancini, both of whom are not on the team anymore. Um, they, they've they gotten production out of guys that they didn't pay Big money to like obviously without Bellinger and Swanson, they are not this good 100%. No one's going to debate that, but beyond them, it's still been a product, a, a better season, I think, than it was last year. You
1: can definitely include Barnhart in that,
0: yeah. Barnhart, I mean, Barnhart, too. I mean, like, it, like they still search for answers, but across the board, I mean, I, I, I mean, if if you showed me this last September, I would have I had a smile plastered. Ear to ear. All right. I mean, yeah, we it's just yeah we
1: blame we blame Jed on like a bunch of mistakes or whatever, like a bunch what, of what daily things. Okay. Fire, fire, Jed. Yeah, fire. Jed's been like that was <laughs> going around on May. Like, come on, because this team was scuffling and we're like, oh, time to press the button. We're done. Even the beginning of July, we're done.
2: Oh, I was so out on this team. I was and, done.
0: I was and done and on this team. Done. Yeah, I mean, they really made a push but... in late in late summer. That was huge. That 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 AK winning streak. That was incredible. That was incredible. Some of Mike I, Talkman. That's I was spreading happened.
2: around yeah. the, the seven three, or the sixty nine and ninety three record prediction. like around June. That was my thoughts. It's definitely been uphill. I was gonna
1: say, what oh, was I mean, our 100%. final? What was our beginning season predictions?
2: 75. I, I don't right? remember
0: exactly. I, I'm sure we had something else. I, I think I, I I didn't want to be too specific because I didn't want to jinx anything. Uh, I'm just too superstitious like that with the Cubs. But I think I said I'd be happy if they were, like, around 500. I think, like, that was yeah. where they wanted to be.
1: I, think
2: I, said, I said about 81. I
0: said 77, 78. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and they've exceeded it. 100%. I mean, if you look at the exact win-loss at the end of the year – It's probably not going to be anything too uh, insane. It's probably going to be right around where we expected it. Um, But uh, if – oh, sorry, guys, for a second. Um, It's probably not going to be anything too insane. But if we look at, like, under the hood, we look at the run differential, we look at all that, uh, it it is really – like, this is, like, a a team that if if one run games hit their way, whatever – could have won, like, 92, 93 games. I agree.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, look at the Marlins. If we had the Marlins' success rate on, like, run-run games, oh, my God. We're the
2: anti-Marlins.
1: Yeah, essentially.
0: (laughs) Amen. I think their run differential this year is, like, about 170 runs better than it was last year, at least. Oh, yeah.
2: Insane. I mean, this team could have won 90 to 95 games if certain things went their way, I feel like.
1: A thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, this team, of course, they've gotten, like, what, top 95th percentile in uh, Cody Bellinger this year. Granted, everyone mm-hmm. was like, we'd be happy if we got a 220, 230 above average defense and, like, a 15, 20 homer Bellinger. No, this guy has just stepped up batting 305, Player of the Month in July, Resurgence career best career best in strikeout percentage, uh, base, at, uh, batting average, and I believe on base percentage. Granted,
0: he's hitting uh, the ball soft, though. Yeah, tie career high in batting average, um, not career high in slug. Yeah, not quite as career high as. I mean, 2019, he was like unbelievably good, but certainly a resurgence. Certainly a resurgence.
1: Yeah. I I mean, he stepped up. I mean, it's very telling that. That
0: that was crucial. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the wild card of this team. 100%. I think back to that Boston series as where things really switched, where that, like, especially that night game where they lost, uh, where Hendricks was pitching. I think they lost, like, Eight to two or something. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe it was a little less close. Maybe it was more of a blowout than that. But Bellinger hit two homers that game, uh, that? and then of course he had the grand slam against Paxton the game after. Like that was that was, was right that? after the All Star break. And I think back to then, I'm like, it, he really hasn't looked back.
2: That's the official he's back moment.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, that's the best way to put it, in my opinion.
2: Have we have we gotten into previewing the? Next six yet, or is we still
0: I think we've kind of done it a little overall. I think we can get into the exact pitching matchups if you want a little bit here. Yeah. Um i I could I could recap it for you guys, or I could give it give the rundown. So the Cubs are throwing out uh their best three, quote unquote, against the um Braves. They're gonna have steal on the bump tomorrow. Tuesday might be today, might be yesterday, depending on when you're watching this. Tyone for the for game two and Strowman for game three. The Braves against the Cubs are going to be throwing out Bryce Elder, uh, Darius Vines, and Dylan Dodd, I believe, per roster resource. And then against the Brewers, the Cubs will be throwing out Hendricks for game one, Wicks for game two, and Steele for game three, going up against Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and Adrian Hauser for the season closer.
2: Interesting. It's going to be be tough. I mean, you have to like the matchups with the Braves series, but Brewer series. He's a little...
0: Ooh. Yeah, Freddy Peralta's got a good fastball. I don't know if the Cubs have faced him yet this year, but he is... I, I think they have. I,
2: I hate facing Freddy Peralta.
0: He is really good. That guy's well, got a... He, I mean, he only throws like 93, but he... That's a bad miss right there. Well, hopefully he faces us went
1: like he did the Marlins and just gave up nine hits.
0: Yeah.
2: I think tomorrow's the biggest game of the stretch. I mean, you got Steele on the mound. Elder's good, but he's hittable. I think if you can win that game, you gotta feel pretty good. And there's mm-hmm. still a lot of work to do with the Marlins' schedule being a lot weaker than ours, but I feel like getting in that game tomorrow would be huge.
0: I totally agree. Well, get it off to a good get off on a good note. Well don't the Marlins face the
1: pirates?
2: They get the Mets and then the Pirates and the okay, Pirates yeah. by next weekend might I, not I, be hot anymore.
1: I definitely think that the Marlins, I mean, <clears throat> Marlins will run into trouble with the Mets because the Mets have owned them this year.
2: I hope Plus, so. they get
1: a face Kodai Senga. Good luck. I'll be watching. Luis Arias is out, so they don't have their best hitter on the team.
2: Luis Arias is out.
1: Yeah, they I mean, did.
2: If the Marlins make the playoffs over us with this trash roster they have, I'm not gonna be happy.
1: Uh, the, what's yeah, the run yeah, differential? Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's like negative, negative, negative 30 or negative 40 or
1: something. Yeah, that's know. unbelievable. Like, just, how are you above 500 still? No
2: one wants to watch the Marlins in the playoffs. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: no. With no Sandy. Hey, no Orion. I'm not going
0: to. I'm not going to yeah, say no anything. Sandy, whoever yeah. makes it.
2: It's whoever 80. makes it, God bless them. It's but, a negative 51. Come on.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's, that's rough. What are you saying, Steven? This is the time to capitalize, I think. It's Tyone and Strowman. Uh Tyone had a good start against Colorado. Uh, he had a good start against Arizona. Um, but it, it's still obviously you're gonna get a little apprehensive with him. Strowman is still kind of recovering. He's a very talented pitcher when he's healthy. Uh, hopefully he can find his good stuff. He was struggled a bit against Colorado. But I yeah, steel. If if you can start start off strong with steel, I think you're you're gonna be a lot more confident uh, yeah. going into this next six. And you just gotta remember that, hey, you guys, we've been playing well in September. Uh, again, it's it's only great until it's not. That's what I always say. But uh, they they certainly, I think, have enough have enough confidence to go into the series, at least knowing they're not gonna roll over.
1: I I would definitely be afraid of two guys in the Braves lineup: Olson, okunya Akuna is chasing two most stolen bases. So he's gotta be looking to steal those two last bases in his last six games of the season.
0: I'm afraid of the whole lineup. Yeah, that whole that lineup is incredibly deep. I got to I'm see him play bro. in person and it was a, it, it was on the edge of your seat the whole time.
1: Oh yeah. That oh my god, that series against them in Wrigley Field, that was
0: like that you could just like one sit one the, back and relax. You lucky. could
1: just sit back and relax. You had to, like, be on the edge of your seat because anyone could have crushed a home run and just take the lead.
2: One 100%. thing I wanted to say, if, this might be minuscule, but do you think Dan's reunion tomorrow? The Braves will be a distraction.
0: He'll get booed. Year? I don't think he'll get booed.
2: It'll be, like, it won't be as bad as Contreras' reception. That was 50-50, right? Mm, yeah, that was that, – that uh, hey, I, was, I,
0: wasn't, I wasn't booing him, believe me. I, I know the oh, Cubs yeah. have a terrible track record with booing players. The Cubs fans do at least.
1: <laughs> booing Yelich, booing Braun. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: It's just kind of unfortunate <laughs> that's, that he's coming home during the second biggest series of the year. But Hopefully. Yeah, it. I mean, I,
0: ideally you'd rather have him face an easy schedule, but, I mean, hey, that's how the cookie crumbles. You know, you just got to – you just gotta go into the fray with what you got. I mean, hey, this is what makes it. This is what makes me a baseball fan special, though. Honestly, mm-hmm. we're we're with them thick and thin. And now, they got a tough six games. We gotta we gotta just take a deep breath and hope hope for the best. That's all you can do. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what's interesting is the White Sox have an NL West. Uh...
2: Looks like we lost Steven here.
0: No. Nope.
1: Well, yep, lost even. Um,
2: I can get him back real quick.
1: Well, I can continue on. Yeah, on with continue on. Uh, like the Cubs, Cubs definitely got to be careful of the Braves this upcoming series because, I mean, they're always, I mean, the Braves, I mean, they have a solid bench. The good thing is the bullpen is kind of shoddy
2: because
1: and the rotation right now is um injured <laughs> so we get a miss like the top 3 guys luckily
2: luckily but the cubs have a little thing for struggling against not high end pitchers as we know welcome back steven
0: all right sorry guys some technical difficulties on my end where did i cut out about the white Sox.
2: We're talking about the oh yeah, you are talking about the White Sox.
0: Did I say the Probables yet for uh for the series against Arizona? No, no. All right, so yeah, they got um they got Urenya, Patino, and Tucson. So I don't know, no cease up against Arizona, but hopefully they can scratch a win or two across uh, a good Arizona team that's been pretty solid in the month of September. So we'll see.
1: I I definitely feel like the White Sox will win one.
0: I,
2: I mean, they, I hope so. yeah.
0: They, they they definitely have been really struggling in September, but I mean, you know, it, it will. I mean, fingers crossed, that's all we can really say. You know, you, you never yeah. know, I think Tucson's gonna, had some good games, Urania's been decent.
2: I think if they're going to win where it needs to be tomorrow against Zach Davies,
0: yeah, yeah. that would be, yeah, that that's like probably Urania the one you're looking
2: also at. Has I'll an like, array of what eight?
0: Luis Robert Seven. playing would be huge because Robert is a prolific fastball hitter, and they have fought and Ryan Nelson going on Wednesday and Thursday, so that would be a time you can Scratch some homers. He got injured that last game against Boston. I think he had a leg injury. I'm not sure if it's if it's going to linger, if it's day to day. And of course, they have the day off today, and they, so that might they
2: help. also have nothing to play for.
0: So could yeah, be, that too. So be we'll feeling see. Feeling they can play spoiler. That's about it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, what do you guys? You guys got anything else to share? Um, yeah, I mean the, the Brewers are hot. The Braves are hot. Uh, we're well. The Braves are not want to make any really but they've still been good like... in the month. They've been good in the month of September, though. Yeah, they, they've had they've had, they've been solid for sure. But yeah, Definitely. the Brewers have been the Brewers have been oh. at least relative to their record. They they've really made up some ground in September. They they've they've kind of proven themselves as a division winner. I think they are. If they weren't that caliber of team before, I think they are now for sure. They they've had a very good season. Definitely yeah.
2: been carried by the last month or two. But mm-hmm. I think they're playing ball right now, where they can be a contender if they can get through the NL. I think they win the World Series because no one in the AL's pitching matches up with theirs.
0: That I I agree honestly. I mean it, it's probably close with a few of them, but yeah, they definitely have a have a good shot if they can if they can stay hot in the postseason. Yeah. Um of course they will be playing in the wild card round, so the wild card round is the ultimate crapshoot, but uh they will have home field advantage for all three games. Mm, uh, not whomever they play against.
1: Yeah, he was too hoping so,
0: it's playing against the Chicago Cubs.
1: They're playing against the hey, Cubs
0: that'd be... home field Hey, <laughs> That'll be that'll be awesome, man. I'd love to go out to one of those games, but first we gotta make it, man, six games, fingers crossed. Yeah, no.
2: We we basically need to we need to beat out the Marlins. <laughs> Or we need to stay even with the Marlins, or we need the, or we can beat out the Diamondbacks by one game. I'm pretty much counting the Reds out. It's probably a bad idea, but yeah, down then, two and a half with two teams to catch. I don't, I don't see it,
0: but you never yeah. know. Nah, no, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I um yeah. The go ahead if the
1: Giant if the Giants win the if the Giants win the ball and the P- Cubs win the ball, Giants Padres. Both eliminated, right they're off both, the bat.
2: They're both done. Oh yeah, no matter what, mm-hmm. If they both went out. They're still
0: both done. Yeah, I mean, look. No matter if we have a therapy session next week, no matter if we're all excited, um, I, I think we we all agree that we're gonna look back on this in a month, a uh, month or two, and say, hey, you know, e- even if they didn't play some, if they even if they didn't play in the postseason. What a successful season! A lot to look forward to, a lot of positives to look back on, um, and, and like we've been saying the whole space. I mean, we've been going over it for the last fifty minutes. Really, uh, it, it's been it's been a really positive stretch. Uh, at the very least, gives you confidence that um, that they they can still make noise against teams that last year you would have prayed that they don't get swept against.
2: One hundred percent.
0: A thousand yeah. percent. I mean, that's going They you. definitely. Oh, they definitely have
1: turned it around. Got to give them credit, and Ross and Jed.
0: Absolutely, and I think it gives us a lot of fun things to talk about down the road. Um, I think we are very much looking forward to an exciting time to talk some Cubs ball, talk some baseball in general. Um, yeah, I, this is this is my idea uh, of a good conclusion. Guys, I don't know if anyone's well, got anything else.
2: Okay, uh, we, uh, we forgot about the... We got full Alex for uh, the
1: yeah, okay. Well, oh, yeah. I'm going is, to, to be wearing... wearing I'm going to be wearing my 2022 20, toy two all star game. Nolan
0: Arenado. Oh no. Shorsi. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that was out there, Alex. Alex Alex, what about your uh your random uh I'll be wearing a nineteen
1: twenty five Saint Louis Cardinals uh baseball cap.
0: That boy. He's styling man. He's oh, the one you gotta look out for. Got a bunch of baseball keep, hats. Keep an, keep an eye on ball keep an eye on ballet sports for any Cardinals fans and for Chip Carey, if he's listening. You <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> still listen to this podcast podcast fifty-three minutes and you're still putting up with us. Thank you.
0: Yes, likewise. <laughs> I mean this has been this has been awesome. I mean, I always love talking ball, talking some baseball with these two guys. Um, I think this has been a really great experience. Like I said, we're really excited. I think we think this is a great time to talk some cubs, uh, but just a great time just to just to chill in general. Um, our plan is to get these out every weekly, every Tuesday with exceptions, of course. Um, but yeah, we, we, we really hope you guys enjoy. We've, we've again, we thank you for bearing with us for the last almost hour and uh, please stick around. We will have more episodes in store if you've enjoyed. Um, if you didn't complain to Alex again, he's at Nico underscore Suzuki underscore RTP on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, just don't complain to me. That's all That's all I'm saying. But that's all <laughs> I got. I don't know if you guys got anything else, but that's, that's it for me. Uh, I think they'll do it. All right. Wonderful. Thank you guys very much. And, of course, have a great rest of your day. And thank you very much once again. Thank, thank you for cool. listening, guys.